Oh, excellent. I'm glad my message got through. Please, let's get straight into the detail. What's that? You want to hear the next part of the story? Well, come on, this, this is pressing. But really, we must get to work. Well, very well. Where did I leave off last time? Oh, I remember, let's see, the team was down in Texas, paying their, their last respects to his father. Well, there, Richard, deceased, left Wolf. One last treasure, custom hot rod. 48 Lincoln chassis with a modified Model A body and a massive 12-cylinder engine. That's right. After returning to his father's house to retrieve the car, Wolf was dismayed to discover that it had seemed to be stolen. It's about the gist of the previous tale. Okay, let, let's continue. This night was difficult for Wolf. He tried to sleep as clean had prompted him, but his thoughts kept drifting back to the car. Eventually, sleep did take hold of him. He jolted awake, smelling cooking bacon, and he went into the kitchen and saw Enigma drinking a cup of soy calf, the dark bags under her eyes threatening to yank her head down to the table. Cypher sat beside her, eyes closed, head leaning against Enigma's shoulder. Ah, seems you finally decided to join us. Pull up a chair. He'll be ready in a minute. So did you guys find anything? <sighs> yeah, finally. We found something a little while ago. Okay, well, why didn't you get me? You needed to sleep. Here, bacon and eggs. Hot sauce is on the table. Eat. Besides, it's not like the car's going anywhere anyway. Okay, so where is it? It's over in... Yep, 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 yep. Mm, nope. First you eat, then we talk business. Enigma, here's your food. Bacon, crispy, but not burnt. Scrambled eggs. Cypher, wake up. Breakfast time. Mr. Clean places the finished plate of food in front of the sleeping girl, and she immediately perks up. Once they finish eating, Wolf impatiently continues the conversation from earlier. Okay, breakfast is done. Now tell me about the car. All right, tell him. The vehicle is currently located in Ozitlan. Well, more specifically, it's in this compound. Enigma slides a data pad across the table to Wolf and he inspects it. This is a compound run by the Jimenez Cartel. They're pretty small time compared to the other cartels that operate along the border. A few years back, Boss Jimenez was just a lowly enforcer, but he managed to save the life of his boss in a gunfight. Even managed to bag the leader of the wet work squad sent after them. For this, his El Jefe gave him and his, his own little cartel to run as a subsidiary. Turns out that in order to ensure that nothing would happen to him while he was on the Azzy side of the border, your dad paid off the cartel. I'm guessing that since the stunt failed and he was unable to pay the remainder of the cash, the cartel took the link in his payment. You've got to be kidding me. Why didn't you come and get me? Because we need to move carefully on this. We're outnumbered, and there's also the matter of the bounty on you and Azatlan. We can't afford to go off half-cocked here. So what, you just expect me to cut my losses? We never said that. We have to look at this the same way we look at a job. The Lincoln's been in the cartel's garage for a couple days now, and it doesn't look like it's anything more than a showpiece. All right, so we do a run. I'm sorry that I snapped. It's fine. 
But from here on out, it's work mode. Right. Let's get to it. Sometime later, Wolf, Enigma, and Cypher cross into Ozatlan to scope out the cartel compound where Wolf's prize car is waiting. Wolf sits in the driver's seat, baseball hat and sunglasses masking his feature. Just about everywhere else might have warranted a more thorough disguise, but this sleepy border town in occupied Texas had little in the way of high-tech security equipment. Alright, so how's it coming? Closer than the last time you asked me, but still not done. Chill. After receiving the phone call from his grandmother, Wolf had departed Seattle as swiftly as possible. He left everything behind with Carlos in his shop. His warhawk, his dog, and even his drones. The last he was wishing he'd brought along now. When it came to stakeouts, Wolf always had an active role, being that he was a rigger. Ghost, this is so boring. How does Clean do this? Do what? How does he sit here and not go insane from all the waiting? He's always watching over us when we're doing our thing. He keeps himself busy. Sometimes he sings to himself. (laughs) Wait, he sings to himself? Yeah, he's usually the one watching over me when I'm working on a job. Thinks I can't hear him, but I do. While Wolf and Enigma chatted about Clean's taste in Delta Blues and early 20th century jazz, Cypher was laid back on a pile of beanbag chairs, her eyes flitting back and forth as she observed the data streams before. It was difficult to explain what she was seeing. She knew it wasn't physically there, but to her it was. Must be seen to be believed, that's what someone had said about her abilities once. The compound's host was nothing she couldn't handle. There was almost no matrix security at all. She'd accessed all the files contained on the host without even drawing the attention of the lone hacker in the system. He was too busy looking at porn to pay attention. Once she had finished her download of the information and scrubbed every trace of her from the host, she returned her full consciousness back to the van. So, I have to. Does he have a good voice? <laughs> no. But there is one time I heard him singing Africa, and it was okay. Okay, I'm ready to go now. You're ready? Are you sure you got everything? Do you need Enigma to back you up? I've downloaded everything from their host. There wasn't much. I think I should feel like my job is at risk. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking we might trade you in for the newer model. <coughs> Ow! Jeez, I'm kidding. Why did you hit me so hard? I don't want Miss Enigma to go anywhere. Oh, I'm not going anywhere, sweetie. And please don't call me Miss. It makes me feel old. But you are old. Wolf, on the other hand, might be going to the fragging morgue if he doesn't keep his damn mouth shut. Wolf takes the two back across the border to meet up with Mr. Clean so they can begin planning the job. Back at Richard's home in Texas, the four shadow runners gather around to discuss their next move. Mr. Clean informs them of a deal he brokered with a local gun runner, telling Wolf that he'll be receiving a call for a job in about three weeks. Well, at least the trip to Texas got us some work. Alright, so here's a more detailed layout of the compound. I've already got some floor plans courtesy of hacked security cameras, which are everywhere in that place. It's not particularly high-tech stuff, and Cypher and I agree, their matrix security is a fragging joke. What are we looking at as far as numbers? Jimenez keeps a thorough ledger. He's recently had to start digitizing it all and sending reports frequently back to his home cartel. 
In the ledger, he lists 33 individuals as employees. So a minimum of about 35, say? Yeah, so Matrix is a joke. What about mages or X-Men? Doesn't appear to be. According to Jimenez's diary, he despises magic as the dark arts. There are other reports from a local newspaper that Jimenez used to hold public executions of awakened people in town. There's an email from his overboss stating that he is to cease the executions and send the individuals home to Matamores. Well, all right then. Our job just got a lot easier. Wow. You know, I forget how good you got, you technomancers are at this stuff. So, how are we thinking about getting in? Silence passes over the group. The three more experienced runners all take to observing an AR reconstruction of the interior and exterior of the compound. So, this big building here, that's the garage? Yes, the Lincoln's in that building. Alright, uh, looks like this will make for the shortest distance. Uh, the drainage pipe here. Uh, that appears big enough for us to crawl through, right? It's covered with a grid on the inside of the compound. I can't tell if it's welded shut. If you need to get a cutting torch to cut through it, it's going to make a lot of noise. Can't you just take control and drive it out? No, I don't have a control rig on me. And besides, this baby's all natural. This car is from a time when manual control was the only way for people to operate cars. What if we tried to go over the wall? You know, zip line. Nah, buildings around the joint aren't tall enough. We'd just be crawling across the line. Why don't we just blow a hole in the wall and go in guns blazing? I thought we were trying to be subtle. <laughs> I mean, come on, Wolf. You know how the old job goes. In shallow running, there's hours of planning, carefully detailed, and precisely timed execution. And everyone just seems to end up kicking in the door anyway. I mean... She's not entirely wrong. That happens to us a lot. Come on, we have to have something. One of Jimenez's emails is about a confirmation for a catering service out of Lubbock. On Friday, one of his lieutenants is having a birthday, and Jimenez is throwing a large party. Cypher falls silent for a moment as she continues sifting through the stolen data. According to related data, there will be several out-of-town catering and the entertainment services at the compound. Three bakers with cakes, a half-dozen food services, a Maria Mercutial tribute band, and a mariachi band. Oh my god, a mariachi band? We are not going as the mariachi band. None of us can even play instruments. Fine. I guess it's better if we go on one of the baker crews anyway. Well, at least I get cake. See? Bright side to everything. Did you call him Mercutial? All right, well, that will have to hold you over for now. If you are quite done, we have very pressing matters to attend to. Now, this next job is a tough one, but you can handle it. I know you can brings you into direct conflict with the Vori, so back out now if you have any issues.